time to get down. You're now entering the no flodging zone. Welcome to the no flodging podcast. Brought to you by the Bad Guy Radio. There will be no captain, no flodging alive. I now present your host, Asinine, Dre, Justin, and King Mac. Kick your feet up, put your headphones in, as these fellas give you nothing but raw, uncut truth. This could be that blue magic, so don't overdose. What up? It's another episode of No Flodging. It's your boy, Justin, a.k.a. Goldenado, the light-skinned legend. All right. I got the usual suspects, Mac, Astonine. Oh, we got Dre tonight. Now, Dre, one of my favorite things to do for Bad Guy Radio is I'm human resources, you fucking pig. And you missed an episode of No Flodging. <laughs> and, you, and you was acting like King Mac couldn't get your fucking phone to work. So it took us an extra 10 minutes to record the episode. What do you got to say for yourself? And we're not tolerating anything less than an apology. And it better be fucking sincere. I don't know what it was. I think, you know, Asinine, he a computer geek. So he might have been trying to sabotage me, messing up the relays or something. I don't know. I, I came in perfect last week. Yeah, fuck yeah. that. Yes, it's not my fault yourself. you can't work your fucking leapfrog. Better get your <laughs> shit together. Hooked on phonics. <laughs> King Mac, what, I could, should we suspend him? Should we find this black ass? What should we do? Nah, I can't find Dre. Dre, one of the guys, man. You know what I mean? Appreciate it, Mac. Yeah. You know, even and, and I would have thought asking that would have been going hard on me. You know, Justin, he he. He's been abusing his HR powers, and I think Asinan can agree with me on this one. Yeah, you know what? yeah, he been he been having his dick in his hand for too long. He got to chill the fuck out. Oh, you too. Yeah. Yeah, so, you, you be wilding sometimes. No, what, what I'm not going to tolerate is insubordination for fucking four months of the season. I've been watching... The bad kids that don't fucking listen play third place baseball. And then I get on the mic for bad guy radio just to see y'all black ass not following the rules. Where does it end? It's always something. I feel like a single fucking parent here. Get y'all shit together. Well, you know, I would first of all, I would like to say that the twins lost and the fucking Guardians won. So we keep catching up to the twins, but the fucking Guardians, we. Five games back in the loss column, but we still got a shot at the wild card spot to fuck Trey up. <laughs> he damn it took me out with that pick. But anyway, <laughs> that's some shit to get you canceled. We can't get canceled, Trey. <laughs> but uh No, nah, that's my that's my little fan clip. <laughs> but uh you know, uh so hopefully uh just baseball wise, hopefully the Guardians Somebody can beat up on the Guardians a little bit and the White Sox can put together a damn winning streak because this this week 
you know, has been fucking emotional. This has been like a fucking roller coaster ride, like you had fucking see the point or something. And, uh, you know, I was, we was five games above 500. I was riding, you know, sky high. And then all of a sudden, it get dampered because we, we win a game against the Guardians, but then uh, we get rained out when, when Dylan Cease was supposed to be Dylan, but it, it gets rained out, and then we go to fucking uh, the Royals, and we sleepwalk during that game, and then we lose a fucking tight win uh, against the uh, Orioles. What was that, yesterday? Uh, so it's like, what the fuck, bro, and... and, and it's just a fucking roller coaster ass season, man. So I'm hoping we can string together like I don't know six, seven game win streak or something. We seem to get that to five game win streak, and then it we lose three after that or some shit. So hopefully we can get some consistency, man. Because the White Sox are still in it. I'm gonna give at least some smoke. She was like the White Sox out of it, you know. She was all kind of upset because I was talking about her bears a little bit which is my bears but she was kind of upset because of that but uh we still in it man you got the fucking wild card and you got uh still got the division in sight so yeah yeah at the beginning of the week if you would have told me that uh one of our pitchers wasn't gonna make it out the first inning the other one was gonna lose to the Orioles and one of them was gonna absolutely shove against the Orioles I would have thought that Giolito was the one that wasn't going to make it out the first inning. I would have thought that I would have thought that Kopech was the one to only give up three. And I thought then I would have thought Giolito, I mean, uh, Cecil was the one to show. Mm. And it went absolutely the other way. Shit's ridiculous. But I mean, it is what it is. You know, hold on, because I'm I'm we finna stop this shit right now. You disgusting and fucking pigs on BGR, you wanna you wanna choose Michael Kopech as the team's ace over Dylan Cease. Michael Kopech yes, didn't last the first yes, inning. What? Yes we do. Yeah we do. Yeah. But mm-hmm. Dylan Cease has the better durability than Kopech. I can rely on Dylan Cease to take the fucking ball. You don't even know if Michael Kopech making his next start. And you people want to crown him the ace? First of all, he got a fluke uh, knee injury. It's a fluke that's been lasting for about a month, right? Knee injury, and uh, if we're being real, because this is no flogging, Michael is the better pitcher against the better lineups. He's actually had better success than Cease has against the better lineups. Now, don't get me wrong; Cease has been dealing, and. He he, you know, had that hell of hell of a streak of what I think it was only giving up two earned runs or whatever the case may be, uh, something you know what Bob Gibson was mentioned with him. But if you look into going against like the Yankees, uh, Kopech was better. If you look at going against uh, um, some of the other better line like Astros, Kopech was better. So. You, I'm not saying that Cease is a bad pitcher. I'm just saying I like Kopech's mentality better and his performance against uh, quality teams better than I do Cease. That's the best way I could put it. It doesn't fucking matter what you expect. At the end of the day, Dylan Cease has the better numbers. He's the more durable pitcher, and he has better stuff than Kopech. And that's with 
a minus fastball, Eric Williams Wilson. Okay. Does not have better stuff than Annie, Mike. Annie, and he's a he's a Cy Young candidate. Yeah, he does not have better stuff than Michael fucking Kopech. You are you bl- you wear glasses? You blind fuck. Cease has one positive pitch. Kopech doesn't have one negative pitch. Shut the hell up. What what pitch does Kopech? Hold on, wait. What pitch does Kopech throw that's better than Dylan C. Slider? What pitch besides Dylan answer C. Answer the fucking Slider? question. What? No, I'm not gonna answer your fucking question because your question is insanely misleading. Now sit. No, it's not. Listen for a second. All right. What does Cease has one pitch that is everything else is subpar or shit? Kopech doesn't throw a bad pitch. Period. There's a reason batters are hitting less than 200 against against Kopech. It's, it's not on accident. Dude's on fucking hit. I don't agree. Yeah, like I don't agree either, Dre. That's why this four-eyed fucking freak is avoiding the, the question. I what pitch does Michael Kopech throw that's better than Dylan's slider? It don't matter what pitch that Kopech throws better than Dylan C. Slab. What Asinine saying is absolutely correct. As far as when you look at the arsenal as a whole, Kopech arsenal is better. Yes, Cease has an elite pitch. It's a very, a, a very elite pitch. But when you look at the arsenal, Kopech is better, and that's probably why he performs better against some of your better hitting lineups, you know. So, so who's you mean to tell me on the DL right now? He is yeah. on the DL. Like, right. like he's Derrick Rose. He's Derrick Kopech right now. So at, at the end he's of the day, you can't sit here and tell me it doesn't matter. Do that to D Rose, stop it. Yeah, disrespectful. At the end of the day, no like purpose. I said, he's Derrick Kopech. He's Derrick Kopech right now, and I don't care if it's just one pitch. Dylan C. Slider is better than anything Kopech throws. He doesn't have a pitch in the conversation with Dylan Cease's slider. That's why the numbers look the way they are. That's why Dylan Cease is always going to be statistically better than Michael Kopech. Look, look, next year when Kopech gets that full year under him and he's good and he's healthy, because next year, look, I believe he's going to be fine. You sound like a fucking Cubs fan right now. His body shut the hell up. His body is going to be good. His body, his body gonna be straight. He gonna be ready. He gonna know what to expect. And he gonna come back next year and shove dick and not only bad teams like Cease be doing, but good teams like he like Kopech has already been doing. Mm-hmm. You know when he won hit the Yankees twice, but 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 we not gonna talk about that though. Preach, as they say. Yeah, I'm 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 on the Michael uh, train. I ain't gonna lie. Uh, I think Asinine coined me Mr. Mentality, so you know damn well I'm riding with fucking Kopech because his what mentality type of is black power shit is this? Bro? <laughs> I'm just saying, it is. I mean, the guy don't the guy <laughs> on one bad on one bad leg, he didn't want to come out the fucking game. He, he had a fucking bad leg, and he's still like, "Fuck that, I'm pitching." That, that yeah, tells he's, you all you need. He's to know no about Kurt Schilling. He's no Kurt Schilling. Why are you comparing him to that anyway? You don't want to compare Michael Kopech to pitchers that pitch hurt? Look, all yeah. I'm saying is put y'all pom-poms and skirts away when when Cease be, be striking out 12 against fucking Kansas City. All right? 
when he goes against the Astros and gets his shit shelled, when he goes against Baltimore and gets his shit shelled, when he goes against New York and gets his shit shelled, Boston, fuck out of here. Every time we've seen him against a good team, he falls down a cliff. So, so he he hasn't beat one good team this year is what you're saying. I looked through his game logs the other day, and he literally has not. Well, you're blind and stupid, so I don't give a fuck what you're looking at. What Numbers I see don't is the best picture on the White Sox staff. Numbers don't lie. Okay. Well, the numbers suggest that Dylan Cease is a better pitcher than Kopech. We'll see. No, we'll see. you are seeing. I'm we'll putting see. my money, put my money yeah. on Kopech. I ain't going to lie. I'm with that. Every day of the fucking week. Yeah. So, so Dylan didn't beat the Astros? Because the offense finally got going. Let's not act like he didn't give up three runs and had the offense come save his fucking ass. Fuck out of here. When have the when have wait, hold on, wait, timeout. He didn't have a quality start. He only went five innings. And then this last game he pitched against the Orioles. Did he even make it through five innings? He He gave five and a third. And how many runs did he give up? Four. So another not quality start against a quality team. So he don't make quality starts yeah. against quality teams. He was, ter- he was terrible in his last outing, I must say. He was. But he's mm-hmm. still in the pitching rotation. And, and If you watch those games against the Red Sox and the Yankees, the offense haven't given Dylan Cease any run support. What do that got to do with him giving up runs and not give, getting out the – He struck eight? out 12. What, he struck out 12 against the Yankees. What that he struck out 12? How many runs he did he give up? He also gave up six. Thank you, Asinac. That's because the ball went over the fence. Oh, oh! I thought a pitchers were supposed blast. to stop that from happening. I thought pitchers <laughs> were supposed to stop that from happening. Yeah, My we don't, we don't see too many. We don't see too many bloops and blasts from Michael. That's that's because he gave right, up because he don't get Dylan, out the first fucking inning. Dylan still has too many walks. That's his flaw right now. Without the walks, Dylan would be hands down. You know what, Dre? I, I'm fucking I, shocked at you. I'm fucking shocked. I'm, I got to be real because you old school guy and you always talk about this mentality shit and you see the mentality that Michael has and you study trying to elevate Dylan Cease over him. I'm fucking shocked, bro. Because he's a better pitcher. No, I see his mentality, but his body don't match his mentality right now. So next man up. <laughs> Michael Kopech is the Greg Oden. Of the Chicago White Sox. Uh, let's not start this. Nah, man, nah, I ain't saying. I ain't saying all that. I'm telling you right now. Let's not Mac, start uh, this. <laughs> whoa, hold on, Mac Daddy. You uh, you brought up something on Sox fans with attitude about the White Sox power outage, and you don't believe that we're built to hit the long ball as much as casual friends think. Can you elaborate on that? Well, I mean. First of all, like, I understand because Asinine going to get on this. The numbers are misleading. That's one of his favorite phrases. But then he just said numbers don't lie. But anyway, so if you look at the White Sox uh, hitters as far as what they've done historically so far in their careers, Moncada has had one 20-plus home run season. That was 2019. Anderson has had 120 home run season. That's 2018. Robert has had zero. Don't get me wrong. A lot of that has to do with he's been injured the past two years. A.J. Pollock has had, in his illustrious career, he's had three 
20 plus home run seasons. Eloy has had one 20 plus home run season, actually was 31, and that was in uh, 2019. And uh, I know some of that has to do with injury. But once again, what matters as an athlete is availability. So he, we can't depend on him hitting 30 home runs or 20 plus home so, runs. So now availability matters. We're going to get into that. Harrison, zero home runs, zero 20-season home runs. Vaughn, in his short two-year career, even though he played 120 games last year, but zero 20 home run seasons, he may get to 20 home runs this year. We'll see. Grandale has had five, but it looked like this year he's going to fall away short. Abreu has had seven, and 30 of those were – I mean, and five of those seven was thirty home run seasons. So, and if you if you look at fucking twenty twenty, which actually was amazing, the year he won MVP, he actually had nineteen home runs in the fucking sixty game season. So it's fair to say, if he played a whole hundred and sixty two, he would have had he might have hit forty bombs that fucking year. You know what I mean? It might might have been his probably his career year uh, that twenty twenty season. So when people say and I, and I and I love my boy White Sides Nick. That's that's my little brother. Uh, I like what he do. He always bringing up facts, and I love the fact that he's a you know a solid White Sox fan, that diehard White Sox fan. So this season is is painting him, no doubt about it. But when people say that this team was built on home runs, if you're talking about it was built on potential home runs, then yeah, I agree with you. But if you're talking about this team was built on actual production of home run hitters no because the white Sox literally have one hitter in their lineup that you can consider a perennial 30 home run hitter and that's jose fucking abreu so stop saying that this team is built on power and one of the things you have to do in baseball and unfortunately it hasn't worked for the white Sox thus far is you have to play with the team that's actually on the field and the white Sox not being a power hitting team. Yeah. They're going to get a lot of singles. As a matter of fact, I will venture to say that most people, this is just a fact. Most baseball players, the most hits they're going to have in their career are going to be singles. So let's not pretend that, you know, singles don't matter. I mean, you, you can go look at Willie Mays. You can go look at, Hank Aaron, you go look at Albert Pujols. You can go look at most of the guys who, you know, had 3,000-plus hits uh, that were considered great hitters, Pete Rose, anybody. Most of their majority of their hits are going to be singles. That's just a fact, you know what I mean? So I think people, you know, kind of in their imagination made this a home run team. But when you look at actual production, this is not a home run hitting team as far as what they've put on their career ledgers. And I think people need to get get with that and understand that. They're not. They're not because they so used to fucking watching 10% of the game and 90% of the box score. They so worried about the results. They don't know about the prep that's going into it. Like I tell I tell people all the time, why are you blaming Frank Minichino when he has an offense that lead the league in hits? An offense that's well, they're gonna say because he said home runs wasn't important and the White Sox are not hitting for power. That's gonna be their rebuttal to that. But here's my thing. 
you look at the four out of the six or four out of the six last White Sox L's, right? The White Sox <laughs> lost to the Royals three to five. Uh, that was on August 11, right? They had 14 hits to the Royals eight. You look at on August 17th against the Astros. They had eight hits to the Astros five, and they lost three two. You look at the last uh, game against the Royals, August 22nd. They lost four six to the Royals. They had ten hits. The Royals had six. You look at August 23rd uh, against the Orioles. The the this series they got going on now. They lost three to five to the Orioles. They out hit the Orioles eleven to fucking five. They had plenty of fucking opportunities in that game to do damage, and they didn't come up in, and they didn't fare well in situational hitting. They had your, your optimum scoring opportunity right in baseball is a guy on third with less than two outs, and they couldn't get the fucking job done. They had guys on first and second several times with no outs. Couldn't get the job done. Couldn't even move them guys up. They had bases loaded situations and couldn't get the job done. And this is what been this is has what been happening to them the entire season. When the White Sides have an opportunity to score, they simply can't cash in. You can't necessarily blame that on a hitting coach, and you can't put the power part on him because these guys were not power hitters. And I remember, because I got to bring it up with with uh, Justin. I remember Justin was arguing with me like fucking two years ago or whatever that fucking Yoan Moncada is a power hitter. And I was telling him, no, the fuck Yoan Moncada is not a power hitter. That's not what... He do. If you go look at his numbers historically, he's not that. You know, and you want to know who's a fucking power hitter? Or if you want to look at, like, minor league shit, go look at Oscar Colas. That's a fucking power hitter. You know what I mean? Like, you have to look at what guys actually do. And then you have these people that say, well, if they hit the ball in the fucking air more, Vaughn hits the fucking ball in the air. He's a line drive hitter. He's fairly good at hitting line drives. He's just not a fucking home run hitter. It's not what he do. He, he's probably going to be a guy that can give you maybe hit 30 home runs twice in his career. But he's going to be a 20 to 25 home run Did guy. Did you just say twice in his career, Andrew Vaughn? Yeah, maybe For twice. 30 home runs? I'm being, I'm being fucking generous. Maybe twice. But he's going to be a guy that literally hits 20 to 25 home runs per season in his career. That's what the fuck he's going to do. Tim Anderson is not a power hitter. And you don't want to try to turn Tim Anderson into a power hitter. That's not what he does. So you're going to tell Tim Anderson, who can spray the ball all over the field, Tim, you need to pull the ball more. And then when he tries to pull the ball more, instead of taking the the fucking slider like he does in, in real life, like he takes the fucking outside slider and he just dumps it in the fucking right field or he dumps it over the fucking right field ahead and gets a double or shoots it down the line. When he try to fucking pull it all of a sudden and it's a fucking two hopper to the shortstop, then you're going to say, well, they hitting the ground fucking balls too much. Like you have to understand what it is that hitters do. And majority of the hitters that are on the White Sox team are not fucking power hitters. So stop expecting them to do something that they don't do. Wow. Asinan, you think uh, Andrew Vaughn at some point or another can solve the White Sox power crisis? Yes. As early as next year. Holy shit. Um, 
the numbers are there. The numbers support it on why he has he has the same exit velo and the same launch angle of all these guys who are hitting 30 plus home runs. He just needs to tweak some shit. Now, whatever that is, he needs to figure out. I truly don't know, of course, because I'm not working out. But as far as the Frank Minichino shit, I have been a pro fuck Minichino for a minute. And my thing has nothing to do with home runs. My show has nothing to do with home runs. Look, I am tired of seeing guys in 2-0 counts, 3-0 counts, 3-1 counts. Why are you swinging at balls at your knees? I have been taught. I've been teaching kids. I've, I've been teaching kids. I, I told you I did. I, I was a hitting coach for a little bit for two months as a, as a, as a favorite to a friend, right? I have been taught since I was little, yo, on those counts, you're not swinging at shit unless it's unless it's waist to rib high. You're not swinging at shit on those counts unless it's waist and rib, rib high. And I'm seeing guys swing at pitches at their kneecaps, and it's blowing my fucking mind. And I'm not only seeing it from the guys of Robert, Tim, the guys that are free, free swingers. I'm seeing it from the Jose's and the AJ Pollocks of the world that have been in the league for God for – 10 plus years. I'm seeing it from the vets. And that is what is fucking with my brain on this shit. So you're going to fucking I'm blame my- Frank Menapino because Menachino because fuck uh, veteran players aren't having the success that you want them to have. It's not, not the success. I am looking at strictly fundamentals and what I am seeing. And I am seeing guys swing at pitches at their at their eyes, and but knees. but you think that's not going it's against the, the the plan? That's just probably a veteran player pressing. Like look at look at how Jose gets when the offense is stuffling, and he puts the whole team on his back, and he starts swinging at shit that he should be swinging at, trying to drive in a run that my boy Yohan Moncada hitting behind him ain't gonna drive in. You can't just fucking blame the hitting coach on that. It's just, it's just bad fundamentals from everybody. Everybody is getting. I can give a fuck about the home run. Like, I can give a fuck about the home run. Truthfully, truthfully, because we're not doing it. I can give a fuck about that. It's just I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm tired of asking, I'm talking and breathing. And Dre, what, what you think about the whole White Sox thing? I think it's what I've been saying from the start. It's a lack of discipline. Baseball is all about discipline. It's just, it's just like football. These are, you know, baseball is not like basketball with one guy. I mean, you know, occasionally a guy could account for all the runs, but it's a team, team effort. They don't show up, man. They just don't show up together. That's all it comes down to. We got the talent on paper. On paper, we're supposed to be have eight wins right now on paper. But if Montreux don't show up and do their job, here's what it is. If everybody just sat back and did their job, we'd be okay. Like I think Nick said, uh, they're not aggressive enough. I, yeah. You can only be aggressive when you're good, technically. They're, they're trying to be aggressive, but they're so bad at it, they just thinking up. they thinking to join up. But Ironically, we still in it. Uh, and I hate saying that, but we are. That's we true. still in it. We do still got a but, shot. You know, it is what it is. Those guys be some discipline about. I'm not going to lie. I like what I saw from Kyle last year. I really did. Uh, but he's got to be consistent. 
He, he back to the same old McConaughey. You know, you're right. Uh, it's, it's no consistency, and and you you make a great point, Dre. Is if everybody do their fucking job. So, like you to use your point as an example, the White Sox had guys on first and second no outs. The next guy who came up the bat, it was his job to get those guys to third and second. Not necessarily drive them in, just advance them a base. And then it was that the guy behind him, it was his job to get them guys one to home, one to third, at least. Just do your fucking job. It's, that's the beautiful thing about baseball is the situation tells you what you need to do. If you give, if you happen to hit a home run, fine. But the situation tells you, it dictates to you that you don't necessarily need to hit a home run to drive these guys in. And the White Sox have a bunch of guys that are not doing their fucking job. Like you have to play winning baseball. You know what I mean? You have to be able to to do that. You know, you're not gonna hit home runs all the time. We're seeing that. With the Yankees, who's going through a a power outage right now. What happens in the season when you have those power outages? You've got to be able to find ways to score runs a different type of way. And to put it simple, like Dre said, that requires guys being disciplined and doing their fucking job. It's like what I said on a pod today. Dante Bichette said it best. On the 1-0 count, on the 2-0 count, I earned the right. To fucking swing for the fences. I earned that right. But once a pitcher get two strikes on me, I lose that right. Now it's my job is to put the fucking ball in play somewhere. And that's what hitters need to learn how to start doing. Because you have Yohan Moncada striking out like a fucking power hitter, but he's not a power hitter. You cannot fucking strike out 200 times a year and you can't fucking hit 30 bombs. Or you, 20. You have other moment. guys on the fucking team that's striking out a ton and they're not fucking power hitters. You can't be a fucking strikeout artist and don't hit bombs. That don't go Mac, hand let in me, hand. Mac, let me ask you a question. Can you imagine labeling somebody who strikes out 200 times and saying they got a good approach? No. Especially not. It'll be different, right? If he hit 30 bombs, 35 bombs. Let's just say he was like a Joey Gallo. Not this year, Joey Gallo, even though he heated up with the Dodgers. But just let's just say he was a Joey Gallo. Then you can it you could be like, okay, well, this is why he strikes out fucking two hundred times. This guy is putting him over the fence thirty five, forty times a fucking year. Even you can say prime Adam Dunn. You can understand all them fucking strikeouts. Cause that guy's putting the ball over the fence thirty five, forty fucking times a year. But when you're fucking Yohan Moncada and you're only hitting a home run twice a month and you're getting 14 home runs a fucking year, you can't be a fucking strikeout artist. It doesn't go hand in hand, and that's just the fucking truth. Asinine, he loves, I mean, I don't know if he necessarily loves power, but he believes in new age baseball. Asinine to tell you, you can't be a fucking guy that strikes out 200 times and don't hit fucking 30 home runs. It just don't go hand in hand doesn't at all and you know while i got you hot and bothered mac let's just keep it rolling there's a lot of bears fans that don't leave room for criticism when they're being optimistic now i'm a homer personally when it comes to the bears i know 
So when I got Mac telling me that pump your fucking brakes, you already you already jumped the gun on Zach Levine and Yoan Moncada. <laughs> Don't jump the gun on motherfucking the Bears. Pump your brakes. I understand you excited. And fans come at Mac like he's just being some fucking rain on the parade. Mac, can you let the Bears fans know what you're getting at as far as evaluating the reality of the roster and the team? Well, here's my thing. And I'm going to give a little smoke to Dan. First of all, I want to say. uh, Yeah, first of all, I want to say I appreciate what Dan does as far as football. And to be honest, Dan has, just like I have more baseball knowledge than Dan, Dan has more football knowledge than me. That's the sport he loves. I love baseball. He loves football. But I didn't like the fact Dan was like, oh, you're coming at the Three Kings because I got a disagreement as far as with the, the you know, some of the optimism of the Bears. You know what I mean? It's like. He come on BGR, he get a white sock smoke. I don't be like, you're fucking coming at BGR. You know, I, I didn't like that aspect of it, you know. But to Dan's credit, he was like, you know what? You was right on that, Mac. So I salute him for that. But my point is, Pose is telling people, right? In his interview with 670 to score, he said, I'm going to build through the draft. I'm not necessarily going to. Go after top tier free agents I believe in order to have Sustained success You have to build through the draft And you have to pick people that fits Whatever your coaching staff System is that's basically what he said Now that that's what Pose Said out of his own mouth Who is going to be the architect Of this team right Now you have I mean let's just be honest When you look at the Bears roster how many teams roster will you take over the Bears? And when you look at players that are people that people are naming, they're going based off potential again. Once again, potential is different than what somebody actually produces on the field. None, none of these guys, not none of them. I shouldn't say that because Darnell Mooney, um, the running back, uh, Montgomery. He's these guys are you can say they're proven. You can say that they've had solid years, you know, on the Bears or whatever. Mooney, thousand yard receiver, um, running back has produced. But I mean, if you just look at the tools around fields, a lot of it are possibilities. Possibly this guy can do that. Possibly this guy can do that. Possibly the line is better than what we think people are saying it is. But when I look at Justin Fields, and I said this before, especially with black quarterbacks, and this is just facts, they expect these guys to do more with less. Preach. Look, look, look how long it took for the fucking Baltimore Ravens to finally start spending money on offense to surround a fucking MVP, uh, Lamar Jackson. Look at what happened with Michael Vick. Look at what happened with a bunch of these other quarterbacks. You you go look at fucking um, Josh Allen, fucking um, 
My man out there, Joe Burrows, Joe the fucking greatest game manager of all times because I don't think he's going to watch your fucking Yeah, like I said, he's a Joe fucking Burrow, game I'll manager. Yeah, he's a fucking game manager, and I'll stick to that. But when you look at him, they go and they put talent, spend money to put talent around these guys. That's what they've done. It's just a fucking fact. You can't, you can't deny it. And with the brothers. I can't deny it. With the brothers, no. With the brothers, they ask to do more with less a lot of the time. So, everybody putting these numbers on field, fields, and everybody putting these win totals on the Bears. The Bears going to be this or the Bears going to be that. Like, why Why would you do that? And, and, and Posden already told you he's basically rebuilding his team. Why would you do that? And you're saying, and you're even saying for most part of yourself, a lot of what you're looking at as far as the weapons around fields are, are what they could potentially do because now they are getting an opportunity. So we don't even know if he has for sure weapons around him, but we're saying that fields should do this. I, I can't roll with that because to me, I'm putting people I believe in in a bad spot where people can come along later down the line and say, see, I told you Fields wasn't shit. You said he was going to put up however many fucking yards, and he didn't. I told you the fucking Ryan Pose wasn't shit. You said the team going to have this many win totals, and they didn't. So why, as a fan, as a Bears fan, who understand that they are rebuilding, why would I want to put my team and a quarterback I believe in in a bad spot when honestly looking at this roster, Nobody, I'm not going to say nobody because it is people out there, but you really can't objectively say that this team is a contending team. So why why would I want to put my people that I love in a bad situation? I don't. And that's You're not what, sending your people to burn a house, Mac? Exactly. There you go. Great fucking point right there. And so that's why I'm not doing it. And, you know, me and Brother Dan is cool. And I just want to tell Brother Dan, because somebody have a disagreement with you, that doesn't mean they're attacking your brand, bro. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, never be on no hater shit. You know, uh, that's not a part of growth and development. We don't do that. You know what I mean? So uh, it's just with me, I want the Bears to be judged fairly, and I'm not going to put them in a bad situation. Yeah. How do you feel about the Bears asinine? Uh, I mean, pretty much everything Max said. I don't I don't disagree in any in any part at all. Uh I feel like some of the guys we do have will surprise a few people, but I'm not holding my breath on that. One thing I will say about what Max said is that I necess- I I disagree about the black quarterback thing. The the one thing that I will say that they're treated unfairly with is pre-draft. You look at Fields and how he fell down draft boards for no reason after not throwing a pass. Okay, pre pre-draft is fucked. Look, with the with the with the with the with the they expected to do less, you're naming the court you're only naming the quarterbacks that got nothing. But now let's name the quarterbacks that had something. Deshaun Watson, they gave him DeAndre Hopkins, Will Fuller, and traded for Laramie Tunsil. 
Dak Prescott had everybody knowing the man at his disposal in, in Dallas. Patrick Mahomes got everything known to man in Kansas City. Like, these examples are out here. It is more so situation and circumstance than just straight up these GMs just being like, nah. He can, Tyrod he can Taylor handle. got stabbed in the heart just so Justin Herbert could play. Yeah, whatever the fuck, right? Whatever he just said. But it's more so it's true. It's circumstance, bro, because there are examples of black quarterbacks getting everything they need. You're only naming the examples of them not when there are examples of the contrary. And there are examples of white quarterbacks not getting shit. Yo, it happens both ways. It's just circumstantial. That's all it is. What you think, Dre? I don't think it's circumstantial. Uh, I agree agree with what Ashton I said, but you got to look at it. You got to look at the organizations that is going to give black quarterbacks what they need because they care about winning at the end of the day. Um, <laughs> we seen it in Atlanta. You know, Atlanta didn't give Vic what he needed to win. Then they ran him out of town for a guy that's uh, got 60,000 passing yards, but it's like, damn, he's really finna be a Hall of Famer. Like how he's been a bum his whole career, like to me in my eyes, but choked heavily. He had, yeah, but he had all the he had everything he needed, just didn't get it done. Um, so I see what you're saying with Justin. Um, the the bear fan in me is always gonna be optimistic, but no, I'm not even gonna say devil's advocate, the football fan in me. I, I'm not even turning the Bears game on. They ain't really got nothing that I want to see just as a fan of football, but I'm a Bears fan. So I want to see what these guys could do. I'm not going to put too much pressure on them. If Justin get 3,000 yards, I'm happy. If he get, you know, 20, 2,800, that's 1,000 more than last year. I don't know what this kid's potential could be. None of us do. We we really just worry because you know we fucked Rex Grossman up, uh, we fucked up Mitchell Trubisky. Uh, we, you know, Cutler had a a decent career, but everything else wasn't right. So for some reason, Chicago Bears fans have become a quarterback. I like running backs, but the game has changed. So you know, I guess we gotta. Hee hee ha ha! Everybody got to conform to. That's an I was just way. about to call you a boomer for saying that. He was ready. Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> I like def- I like defense and running the ball. That ain't never failed nobody. But to keep up, we need, a, we need a. Yeah, well, he got hurt, and they defense wasn't top ten. Baltimore. So, Baltimore won Super Bowls when they had that. Not recently. Yeah. Well, you guys are not about to ruin my fucking podcast talking about these mediocre ass fucking black quarterbacks, bro. <laughs> Hold on now. Hold on now. You're going too far. <laughs> what do you mean? No, you, Lamar no, Jackson got 80 touchdowns before his age 25 season. It's been the worst era of Ravens no. football. Hey, you saying. You saying Lamar Jackson? So Lamar Jackson, he's an he's an he adapts. He I in like elite I like his game. He in elite so, company. you know, 
He was fast and he was skinny. You, you seen that dude this year? That dude got some some Mike Vitz size to him. He done. He gonna like all right. So y'all ain't gonna right. give me these penalties. He 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 looking like he more of a bruiser now. Like he he gonna fuck some people up. Uh, Dre, can I run somebody real quick? I don't know, man. Uh, run it past <laughs> HR first. Okay. Uh, hate to break it to you, buddy, but I am HR. <laughs> on the on the count of Ravens running backs, I would rather have Jamal Lewis than Lamar Jackson. Uh, he's a. You know what? I'm tired of your slander. And to that, this is what we have to say to Justin on No Fly. Yeah, yeah. My test results. Can you hear my heart beating? Oh, the white man science is amazing, ain't it? Oh, no. no. This, this can't be. It says I'm, one of the, I'm 2% African with a 2% margin of error. Why, Lord? Why, Lord? Why? You get Uncle Ruckus of the week, brother. For this fucking nonsense. I appreciate you, that. For this fucking nonsense. <laughs> you I don't know. He don't trust me. He don't trust me. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> this is what you get, man. This is why I'm going here spewing this whole fucking nonsense. He sounds just like Uncle Ruggins. I have seen all type of wild animals. <laughs> but the Negro, get the fuck out of here with that yeah. old bullshit. Lamar Jackson, one of only two quarterbacks to have. I forgot what the fucking stat was, but one of only two in fucking NFL history tells you a fucking lie. I think something like 80 touchdowns before 24 or some shit like that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, crazy like that. Youngest MVP in NFL. The Ravens finishing in last place again in a division this year. (laughs) Yeah, okay. Um, while While we on the topic of motherfuckers that are black and talented, Dre, Hassan, and I, we pulled you guys in this year to Bad Guy Radio. Up until this point, how do you feel about the network, and what does it mean to you? Let's start with you, Hassan, and you four-eyed fuck. <laughs> yeah, as far as the, you know, you know, I've been, I've been tasked with speaking to, to, to one motherfucker that rode the back of the bus with Rosa Parks. <laughs> Somebody else Fuck that wears you. overalls to school, <laughs> and somebody that and somebody that got a BlackBerry in his back pocket. Oh, <laughs> but other than shit. that, other than that, it's been smooth though. Uh, uh, you know, it's been smooth. I don't even like. I, don't, I I was mad skeptical about doing the podcast thing. Thing I was a little bit skeptical because I because because hearing this the general stereotypes about podcasts it's like it's like most of them be on bullshit but y'all cool peoples it's like it's like talking to it's like talking to the fam on the back porch or some shit so it's easy talking to y'all like it's been great so far i'm fucking with it absolutely wow. glad to have you on board i'm not going that far <laughs> dre how do you feel about bgr you ain't gonna like it because it ain't no flodging over here. I know y'all do a lot of shows, but you be capping a lot over here. You know what I'm saying? We, you know that Lamar Jackson is a good quarterback. Let me say what I want to say. Stop all that. No flodging, right? Yeah, no. Fly. It's the no fly. It's the no fly zone. So you got to switch it up when you get over here. I like Mac. You know what I'm saying? Mac be holding it down, asinine. 
always come with some knowledge, keep it thorough. I just, you know, we need some redirection in the HR department. You know, <laughs> Justin is cool, but Golden Nato, he a motherfucker. <laughs> I'm going to be perfectly honest with you, Andre. There will be no changes made. (laughs) Then petitions going to hit your desk. Crazy. Uh, Doesn't matter. I can't read. Goldenado got a complex problem. They call that toxic masculinity in the woke world now. Yeah, I agree. Goldenado is a motherfucker. Yeah, Justin cool people, man. I love Goldenado. Goldenado and that motherfucking Weezus. Oh, Weezus works in uh, Goldenado. <laughs> and both of them wear Bulls fighting shirts with the fucking top button on. <laughs> Hold on now. You're not going to do that. You're not going to do that. Uh, and, and polo button all the way to the top. He got the polo with the third button. See, button. I let you motherfuckers slide when y'all said I was eating crayons. Y'all not finna say I'm top button Billy now. He don't know what he want to be one day. One day he want to add a polo. He want to be. He want to be suburban now with the polo button all the way up and tucked in his blue jeans and shit. And then the also a motherfucking dickies on. And then the next day he want to be a bullfighter with a motherfucking silk shirt on. And the button is not buttoned up, drinking wine and shit. What the fuck? He don't know what he want to be. So Golden Nato, the bullfighter, and motherfucking Jesus is the suburban black guy. Okay. You're not finna create no persona for me. <laughs> no, we ain't got to create it. We got paperwork for your ass, too. <laughs> nah, I ain't gonna lie, Justin, the only motherfucker I've never met that stick his tongue out after drinking a margarita. I've seen that video. <laughs> I see. <laughs> oh, what the fuck he got going on? <laughs> what the fuck he got? Hey, motherfuckers, hey, motherfuckers we, dying of laughter, huh? Hey, we was at the Sox game. I think Weezus was there that day. He had the polo on. It was after that second twisted T, he unbuttoned that more. He buttoned all of it. He got a little hot, Dre. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> he couldn't breathe. <laughs> Bad guy radio, I love you. And I love doing shows for y'all, but y'all don't thin fucking. (laughs) He was the only light skinned guy that looked oily. So y'all done turned the whole no flodging into the roast of Golden Auto. I'm just saying. Because like you said, it's no flodging. And you came on here flodging. Yeah, be honest about yourself. Don't don't mind my fucking business. Mind the business that paid. You was talking about black quarterbacks. You said Lamar Jackson ain't shit. I said he was a really good running back. Yeah, I know. <laughs> What's the problem? He won MVP for his work on the ground. Yeah, that's disrespectful. That's the problem. This is motherfucking disrespectful. Too disrespectful. So with Very that being said, we'd like to leave people with some last, uh, get a, people some last words here 
Why are you looking at the camera like that, man? What's going on? <laughs> is that Lisa's or is that is that Lisa's a motherfucker? <laughs> the bullfighter. Which one is? <laughs> this motherfucker gonna pull out his rape cape, his, his motherfucking red cape and stuff. <laughs> it's not old laying this shit. What the fuck going on around here, man? What's nah, all the look you got going on? Press my button. <laughs> we like to leave last words for the people with that being said. What you got for the people there, Dre? Just wanna say, hey, watch out, pay attention. We we'll get all the new laws we got coming, setting in place for the boy Clarence Thomas and set up in a big court. Um thank you and be good, fuck good, work hard, play hard. The Sox are gonna be okay. The Bears are gonna be a good team in a few years to come. Peace. Um, and just focus on the on the prize. Prize is to get money. Right? So that's it. I hear that. What's your final words for the people, Jackson? I'm fucking sick and tired of talking about these mediocre quarterbacks on my podcast network. I could see if we did a whole segment on a light skinned legend like Patrick Mahomes or a good quarterback like uh, Chad Pennington, but we'd be wasting good fucking content on Lamar Jackson. This motherfucker said Chad Pennington. Yeah, Chad Pennington. (laughs) Uh, We're at a point in the White Sox season to where it's make or break. You got to start putting ball games together. And even though I gave up on the season 12 times, and yeah, I was getting ready to blow my fucking brains out, I still got faith. And Asinine, you sit over there on the other side of your camera, smirking and shit with those fucking glasses. Just shut the fuck up and enjoy the ride. And don't blame my hitting coach for my team hitting the ball too much. Yeah. What you got for the people, Asinine? Uh... Man, a lot of a lot of shit unpacked there. I'm gonna leave it to one thing though. Um, uh, on the black and white episode, we heard Mac finally criticism his homeboy Tony Ufalusa. You finally heard it. I'm excited to hear that back, man. That's something I never thought I'd hear in my life. Uh, in reality, though, he's a sleepy motherfucker. Uh, he needs to be. He needs to be checked into the same. Old folks home Mac is in so they can so they can be friends together instead of being friends miles and miles away. It'd be a lot uh, of drinking, I tell you that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He be doing that shit during the game too. So <laughs> um but uh but uh but uh yeah. Yeah, today was a fun ass podcast. Uh Justin, I'm telling you that paperwork hitting your desk like a brick tomorrow. <laughs> uh you is no longer HR. That shit is over. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, great podcast. It was fun talking. You want me to fire myself? Hell yeah. <laughs> All right. Sign we'll your resignation. It. I would just like to say, uh, it's not about popularity. It's about no, nah, I ain't finna go Tupac on him. But you uh, might as well. <laughs> uh, you know, I just want to uh, really say, man, it's been a fun day. Damn near, I just recorded three uh, podcasts, you know, uh, handed out a little smoke. And I just want to say this. I'm never the person to try to tell people how to fan. 
Fan how you want to fan You know what I mean If you want to be overly optimistic Or that's, in my opinion Overly optimistic It's okay to be that You know what I mean Because I'm not going to let you tell me how to fan So Fan how you want to fan That's the way it should be After all This is America right It's supposed to be about freedom So you got the freedom to fucking fan How you want to fan And I'm not going to get in the way of that But just like you can give your opinion I'm going to give my opinion And I think we have to get out of the Stereotypical thing of where Because you have a different opinion Than somebody else That means they hating No This is what makes sports beautiful Is we all have a different way we feel Our team should do something And we get to fucking argue and fight about it We get to talk shit It's like fucking playing spades Without the cards It's a beautiful fucking thing So enjoy the shit talking part of sports Because I do And it ain't personal It's just about having fun Talking shit Enjoying the games we love Whether it be basketball Football Or baseball I don't give a fuck about hockey Because I'm a brother But if you enjoy that Talk shit about hockey too And with that being said Bag Out Radio out